If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. My, my strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and, 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 and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But you've, um, you've described I, yourself. I, I don't care about the economics at all. You, okay. That's- that is Elon Musk today during, what is it, a TED 20... 20- the TED Talk, TED 2022, I don't know what those are. And he was asked why he's offering to buy Twitter, and that was his response. Wow. They care about the economics of it. He may not, but they do. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. Always a pleasure. So, I am watching, I was just reading, I'm perusing a thread of Blue Check Meltdowns. Axios headline, Elon Musk goes into full goblin mode. They're so mad over Spice Hitler, guys. The Spice Hitler's going to come and buy our free speech. That's what the left is saying right now. This is the left right now, legit. He's a Spice Nazi. He's going to come buy up all our free speech. (laughs) That's what they're saying. Not even making this up. God bless America. They're going to put us in a fascist camp on Mars. So Axios says Elon Musk goes into full goblin mode. These are actual headlines and journalists. Today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Berlin nightclub at the twilight of Weimar, Germany. Jeez, could you be more Summer's Eve emo? Good grief. That's Jeff Jarvis. This dude. If Elon Musk successfully purchased Twitter... It could result in World War III and the destruction of our planet. These are actual blue check journalists at places like New York Times, Washington Post, The Atlantic, Time Magazine, Rolling Stone. This is who these people are. Here's Washington Post. Musk's appointment to Twitter's board shows that we need a regulation of social media platforms to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. But wait a minute. What happened to... Twitter's a private business. Twitter Twitter can do what it wants. It's a private business. They went from that to Musk shouldn't be able to bar free speech. This is a South Park skit. If we don't have, you know how they had Mecca Streisand? If we don't have something of that level with Elon Musk, I will never, ever forgive the creators of South Park for missing this cultural touchstone. You will have betrayed 
the not really totally satire that is our culture. I can't. This is an actual headline. I got to I got to share. This is a yeah, Mecca Musk. <gasps> I can't do a horror. This is the worst Godzilla sound ever. I'm not even going to try. Give me a Godzilla sound. That was awful. That sounded. What the hell did I just do? This sounded like somebody's creaky, weak door. I don't. Mecca Musk. Space Nazi. Banabala free speech. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, my gosh. They're freaking out over this. Oh, oh, man. There's more. There's more. I have like so many headlines. They're threatening to leave Twitter. This one man who is a transgender act advocate and is a identifies as a woman. I don't want to leave Twitter, but it seems a given that if Musk buys it, it will be completely uninhabitable. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. People are saying that it's going to start World War Three. Oh, my gosh. The, the freak outs. I'm going to put this in an email to you. And you're going to want, I might send it out tonight instead of sending it in the morning. Because I feel like you need this joy in your life. And you will really enjoy reading this. It'll be the most enjoyable time you've ever had on Twitter is reading this thread. Woo! I love the point that someone made. Must didn't sell out. He bought in. Ooh. Player two joins the game. Uh-oh. But wait a minute. And our, our friend Rancelad makes a really good point. And this is Axios. This is what they write. And this is going to go into Rancelad's point. Axios ha- says, quote, The world's richest man, someone who used to be compared to Marvel's Iron Man, is increasingly behaving like a movie supervillain, commanding seemingly unlimited resources with which to finance his mischief-making. Whoever wrote this headline at Axios just demonstrated a complete absolute ignorance on marvel canon first and foremost tony stark one of his biggest brags was that he privatized defense and in fact in the second iron man film uh the opening in the courtroom the courtroom scene uh actually not courtroom they were he was speaking before senate subcommittee where he went off on one corrupt senator and he was saying i successfully privatized defense because he refused to give over his proprietary technology to the United States government. That is antithetical to what Axios is claiming here. So the next time that you want to dip into comics canon, know what the hell you're talking about or get slapped. (laughs) Where's Will Smith when you need him? (laughs) We're slapping the wrong people. They're They're just freaking out. I'm not going to stop doing that accent. It's, you know, you know what it is. It's, uh, what's his face? Mr. Hats guy on South Park. It's like a weird combo of, yeah, (laughs) Mr. Hat. It's a lower, lower tone version of his voice. Oh, the schadenfreude. I want to bask in it. Inject this into my veins. There are so, like, did you know leaving Twitter actually trended? Is it still trending? Let me look. Is this still trending? I think it actually may be. Let me check. Oh my gosh, I love everything. Oh, and then they're saying, why don't you just go buy Truth Social? And now they're all, now they're all starting to talk about Section 230. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, God bless America. It's just, oh, I'm telling you. So we'll see. Four Central today. And he's, I don't know if you've seen some of the uh, sound bites, and I'll include these as well. Kane, grab this one. This is, he's giving, he's answering questions at like one of the TED events. And he was asked about free speech. And 
this is what he had to say about free speech. Listen. And a good sign as to whether there is free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like? And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. There are people who say things all the time that I don't like. It doesn't bother me. There are some people out there right now that think Green Day is legit punk. They're wrong, and I'm okay with that. I'd agree with them, but we'd both be wrong. One of us has to be right, and I will assume that burden. Kane, there's people out there who disagree with you, and that's fine with you. Yeah, and I'm fine with more speech. Usually people that disagree online usually just move to insults without an actual counter-argument. Both are fine, but I think meeting speech you don't agree with with more speech is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, like the, that's the way it always should be. Oh my gosh, but the left is freaking out. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. The European Space Agency says they will no longer work with Russia on future moon missions after Putin invaded Ukraine. The European Space Agency, they said they ended collaboration with Russia on moon missions. They will no longer cooperate with the Russian Space Agency on Luna 25, 26, and 27 because of Russia's aggression towards Ukraine. So they're in all... How do, how do how are they going to in the future all coexist on the ISS? I'm just wondering. I would think we're in the wrong business, y'all. I think we really are. So apparently there are professional baby namers. Their names suck. I was listening to this chick name these baby names and I was like, these are the worst names I've ever heard. Her name's Taylor Humphrey. She says she's named more than 100 babies in 2020. She gets $150,000 from people to name their baby. And, oh my gosh. She has a what's in a baby name business. And she said, depending on what expectant parents pay, her services range from a phone call and a bespoke. Oh my gosh. That's a word that's just abused. Bespoke nameless to a genealogical investigation. With the aim of unearthing old family names from the New Yorker. This is the bougiest business that I wish I would have gotten into. Kane, why did we not get into this? We'll name your baby. We got, uh, uh, we'll name your, what about Wesson? Smith. If you had twins, name one Smith, the other Wesson, right? Could call one Remy for Remington. I'm just saying, you know, except I didn't like their decision, you know, up in, you know, the recent case. Just saying, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Annie. I'm just saying, just you know, giving some suggestions. I'll name your baby. Can you? You? I'm sure you got names too. Don't I'll do you? it for only five thousand. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll see. I'll yeah, five thousand dollars. Give us five thousand dollars. Kane will give you some suggestions. And Steve went full on uh, Talladega Nights. Walker and Texas Ranger. We wanted sissies. We'd have named him Doctor Quinn and Medicine Woman. True story. All right, wait. Where's the rest of our headlines? Uh, so, a fanatic was caught stealing an Audi. At um, Oklahoma dealership, a man caught stealing. He loves Audis. He was uh, caught stealing an Audi at an Oklahoma dealership, and he tries to avoid charges by saying that uh, the president, former president, made him a marshal. He said that he had, he was a U.S. marshal. He had been appointed in the previous administration. 
Randy Cantwell. What a name. Cantwell. That's right. He's in trouble. He done got himself in trouble. Uh, also, got a couple other, uh, one more. The Zika virus maybe one step away from an explosive outbreak. Here we go again. This is terrifying. Like, why do we have mosquitoes? Just kill them. Why can't you breed mosquitoes to breed with mosquitoes and make them all where they can't reproduce? Just saying. What have they done that? Is that a horror movie? I just want to make sure. Don't do anything that's been in a horror movie. I will say that. Two inmates at an all-women's New Jersey jail just got pregnant. Hmm. How'd that happen? Oh, because they were with, both of them, transgender prisoners. The ACLU won a battle to house 27 men who identify as women at an all-women's New Jersey jail. Now, I've spoken previously to uh, different groups that have been advocating, like in California, it's really bad, where there are women who are forcibly housed with men who identify as women. And many women are being raped. And, and there's there's a lot of, I've had a lot of discussions about this on air as well, uh, with the first for a separate broadcast on this issue. Now, in New Jersey, there were letters that were confirmed by the Department of Corrections. They have, excuse me, they have 800 women incarcerated at Edna Mahan Correctional Facility in Hunterdon County. 27 of those 800 women are men who identify as women. The Department of Corrections External Affairs Executive Director, Dan Speraza, said that the, there were relationships which led to the pregnancies. Now, He said that they were consensual. It's not always the case, though, in these areas where men are housed as women, particularly in California. Now, the one of the female prisoners is five months pregnant. Hmm. They began housing transgender inmates, men who identify as women last year because of the ACLU. There was a lawsuit that said a man who identified as a woman did not want to be in a male prison. They wanted, he wanted to be in a women's prison. Remember, women don't have any agency when it comes to something like this. If, if the powers that be determine that a man ha- gets to go into a, women's, a woman's jail, then that, you know, that's just the way it is. In California, I was speaking to, it was actually a second wave feminist group, believe it or not, just because we had common ground on this issue. Because I just don't think that you should have men in women's prisons being held as prisoners in women's prisons or even being roommates. Apparently, one of the California prisons, there was a woman who uh, is, has, a mental, uh, de- has a developmental disability and has the, uh, they said it's, uh, she's a, a grown woman, but she has the mental perception of, a, of like a five or six year old. And that she had been physically taken advantage of many times by a man who identified as a woman who was being housed with her because that's how California Corrections, uh, Department of Corrections is how they operate because of these lawsuits and that. So here you have the largest, the largest union for state corrections officers in New Jersey. They, they've taken, they've had massive objections about moving these men into a woman's prison. They said that it was detrimental to the general population. It brings stress to the officers. By the way, what happens to the children born of such relationships? 
What happens? It's not like the kids are going to can grow up in jail. What happens to those? What happens to those kids? Does anybody care? Curious. It's sad. And this is just they've had a rape scandal at this prison before. They have a long history of incidents. And this just makes it even just makes it even worse. Good heavens. So, yeah, two women. One's five months along and. This uh, I'm just I don't know. Widespread abuses throughout department. This isn't justice. Not at all. I and there are a lot of women who don't feel safe especially in California they've spoken out about this they said that there's about uh, in, in Department of Corrections 1,129 inmates in California that have identified as like transgender or non-binary female inmates have been sued they sued over this and they've been demanding new housing because they don't feel comfortable being in a uh, being in a cell with a man who identifies as a woman, especially when, as Kane has noted many times before, the transgender issue isn't who you're attracted to. It's how you identify. You can still, like, apparently, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, he's still, I'll call him Caitlyn, he changed his name, but he's still, he's admitted even that he's still attracted to women. There's one uh, female prisoner who spoke with Los Angeles Times. She's one of the, one of the parties that's part of the suit. And... Uh, she had said that she doesn't want to fall prey to this because she's she's worried about her safety. But see, when women are worried about their safety, it just doesn't, that does, never comes into, that's a, something that never comes into consideration. That's, that's a non-issue. And transgender inmates have allowed, been able to, they've been allowed to choose housing based on their identity. It doesn't matter if they have the surgery or not. It's however they identify. There's all this consideration that's given to the men who identify as women and none to the women. So they're they're being sued. And I've talked I've spoken with a number of a a number of groups uh, about this because there's you know, and a lot of the female guards don't like it either. In women's prisons, you have a lot of female guards. They don't like the fact that there's men who are identifying as women that are being that are being housed in there and they have to deal with this too and one lawsuit and it was filed by and the the group that i spoke with was the women's liberation front yes it's a second they're not third wave they don't believe they don't buy they don't get into all the trans they're not into the transgender fight they believe men and women are separate two genders but it's a second wave group and ever you could argue things see the group. but there's common ground here so just wait wait a second the women's liberation front they've been working with uh some of these inmates on this so for instance according to one lawsuit there was a, a man who identifies as a woman who sexually assaulted a female prisoner in central california's women women's facility after he chose to he wanted to be housed in a women's correctional facility the prison's response to the woman's grievance because she had been assaulted, they referred to her attacker, and this was in the report, quote, transgender woman with a penis. Now, the lawsuit says the woman who was attacked does not believe that women have penises. 
And she said the psychological distress caused by her assault is exacerbated by the prison's refusal to acknowledge the sex of her perpetrator. These are men, by the way, and in a number of these cases, according to Women's Liberation Front, that's been talking to these prisoners, you know, regularly. Uh, you're looking at, at uh, sexual predators, people who have who have been charged with sexual crimes against women who then identify as women and say that they want to be in the women's facility and they get put in the women's facility. Well, yeah, you're a predator. You're going to do, they're going to, a predator is going to do whatever gets him closest to his prey. The plaintiff, Crystal Gonzalez, the man apparently, I mean, he still had, you know, all of his, and that's the thing, you don't have to have no reassignment, no anything. You can just walk in with a beard and say you identify. In fact, uh, in another suit, there was a uh, one woman who was attacked who uh, said that, uh, yes, that there, that her attacker dealt with facial hair, had facial hair. This is wild. Wild. So this is what it's, this is what this is leading to. You have biological males who are being housed in women's correctional facilities. And in many cases, women are forced to share the cell, a cell with a man. Now, granted, it's not to the point where it's common, but it's, it's becoming to where it's not uncommon either. It's, it, this is occurring with more frequency in California. In fact, uh, one of Women's Liberation Front, their legal director has been working with this, and I've spoken with her, Lauren Adams. She had, said, she had told me, she's like, you know, you have, you have people, you have men who have beards who are calling themselves women, and they demand that everyone rec- affirm that as being true, and it's not. And they want to ha- they want to share cells with women in prison. This is this is where this is going too. This is where it's going. Unbelievable. You know, because science. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. <sighs> So uh, in Florida, a woman named Haromi Adams, a teacher at Hammett Bowen Elementary, she uh, went to the school clinic for a wellness check after administrators said they are a little concerned about her behavior and they told the SRO about it. The first grade teacher had gone to a classroom bathroom and apparently she was hiding her drugs in there. They found a pill bottle with her name and a red straw, and she was apparently taking ecstasy while teaching first grade. I mean, I get that sometimes kids drive you nuts, but that's, that's not, no, that's, yeah, let's not do that. Uh, I have a couple of other ones. Some, I can't, I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, this guy got in trouble for uh, CBS 12. Why do people do this? Every like couple of months we have something like this. This police officer, actually he's not a police officer. Channel 12 News says he lied about being a police officer so he could get a discount at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, witnesses say Jesse Stover asked for the law enforcement discount for his meal when he was asked to provide his ID, his law enforcement ID. He quickly f- flashed a gold color badge and demanded the discount again. 
His request for a discount was denied. An argument began, and the actual police are called. And then, the, so when the actual police showed up, showed up, he was like, "No, no, wait a minute. I'm, a, I'm an undercover agent for the DEA." So apparently he's a regular customer at that Wendy's and routinely requests various discounts. Not the not the smartest. Not the smartest guy. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.